a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Yards After College podcast powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host, Kyle Ireland, and we are here to discuss another week of the NFL season, especially with our locals in the NFL. And today we've also got a special guest on. You've seen him play not only at the University of Utah, but also in the NFL, and you've heard him on the airwaves here in Salt Lake City on KSL News Radio. He is the co-host of KSL's Unrivaled. Scott Mitchell will be joining the podcast today to not only discuss what he's thought of the first half of the NFL season, also some of the locals in the NFL, but we're also going to talk about something that we're really focusing on here at KSLSports.com in the month of November, and that is mental health. Uh, healthy Mind Matters, hashtag Healthy Mind Matters. Uh, we're trying to you know, not only kick the stigma around you know, talking about mental health, bringing awareness to mental health, not only in sports, but also just in our daily lives. I mean, we all have our different challenges and, you know, our ups and downs that we have to go through as human beings. And so uh, some of us have to uh, deal with mental health issues. And we want to talk about those things, uh, bring awareness to the conversation around mental health here in the month of November with hashtag healthy mind matters. Uh, join the conversation on social media and follow all of our conversations around mental health in the month of November on kslsports.com and the KSL Sports app. But today we're going to discuss another week of the NFL. Uh, we've got a bunch to talk about as far as these locals in the NFL are concerned, and then we'll be joined by Scott Mitchell. So let's start off with this week's Instant Replay. On this week's Instant Replay, I wanted to start off with some of our pro Utes, former University of Utah football players, starting off with wide receiver, for the Denver Broncos, Tim Patrick. Now, Tim Patrick had four catches for 61 yards during Denver's game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the, the Raiders ended up beating the Broncos pretty good, 37-12. to But Tim Patrick, he got in a little fight, a little uh, exchange, so to speak, with uh, a number of players on the Las Vegas Raiders. Punches were thrown. And Tim Patrick ended up getting ejected from the game. Another former Utah player that played in that game was former Utah running back and also a former Denver Broncos running back who is now with the Las Vegas Raiders. It's his first season with Las Vegas, and that is Devontae Booker. Uh, Booker had a heck of a game on Sunday against the Broncos. He had 16 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns against his former team. He also had a catch for two yards in the Raiders' win over the Broncos. Now, this was Booker's first NFL game where he's had multiple rushing touchdowns. He's had games before where he's had a catch out of the backfield to be you know, paired with a touchdown on the ground, but this was his first multiple rushing touchdown game of his NFL career, so congrats to Devontae Booker on that accomplishment. Former Utah quarterback Alex Smith received his first NFL start in two seasons as the Washington football team 
suffered a 30-27 loss to the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Now, Smith, in his first start since 2018, he threw the ball 55 times. Uh, He had 38 completions for 390 yards. My gosh, he threw the ball all over the field that game. Uh, He actually led the Washington football team back from 21 points down to uh, have a close loss to the Lions, but... Smith looked good in his first start in 728 days. Going back to the Raiders and uh, Broncos game, former Utah State defensive back and now a cornerback with the Las Vegas Raiders, Nevin Lawson ended up having one tackle, one pass breakup, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery in the Raiders' win over the Broncos. Now, Lawson's fumble uh, that he recovered ended up actually setting up one of Devontae Booker's touchdown runs late in that game for the Las Vegas Raiders. So pretty cool connection there to see back-to-back plays take place between locals in the NFL. One from Utah State University setting up a touchdown by a player from the University of Utah. That'll do it for this week's instant replay for week number 10 of the NFL season. We're going to take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll be joined by KSL's unrivaled co-host, Scott Mitchell. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Yards After College podcast powered by KSLSports.com. This podcast allows us to not only talk about these local guys in the NFL, but we've also got a local in the NFL on our staff here at KSLSports.com. So it gives me the greatest pleasure to be able to welcome in to the Yards After College podcast today, former Utah great, also former NFL great quarterback Scott Mitchell, who is now the host of the KSL Unrivaled show on KSL News Radio. You can also check out the KSL unrivaled podcast scott how are you doing today happy to have you on board thank you kyle uh, i'm doing wonderful well that's good I, I would hate to have you join the podcast if you weren't doing well uh happy to have you on as we're kind of we've crossed what over- i said i'm just i'm so crappy i can't even believe <laughs> uh can we talk later <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean uh you're a busy guy you're uh you're you know being pulled in multiple different directions and You've got Utah football coming up hopefully this weekend against the USC Trojans. Hopefully they are able to kick off their season. Uh, you've got, you know, the middle of your show right now going on weekdays. But then you've also got the NFL. We've just crossed over the midpoint of the NFL season this last uh, week and a half or so ago now with uh, week 10 in the rearview mirror. I just wanted to start off the show as we get rolling here. What are your general thoughts on this 2020 NFL season? Because, you know, it's unlike any NFL season that has ever taken place. We've got a pandemic that we're dealing with. There's also been an election season. What have you made of this, you know, first 10 weeks of the NFL season so far? Well, the NFL is trying as hard as it can to make sure that the season goes off 
uh, as smoothly as possible. And, and for the most part, it's happened. Uh, they've had to cancel and move and change some games, which I don't think has been all that bad. Uh, you, you, you know, you end up as a fan watching a game on a Tuesday or, you know, a couple of extra games on a Monday. And, and that, that, that's certainly not bad if you're a fan of football. Recently, they've been um, overemphasizing more stringent uh, COVID guidelines and restrictions, and they, re- they really want to make sure the season goes off as, as smoothly as possible. And it, I think of, of all the sports going on right now, it's probably the one that, that's had, you know, a pretty, a pretty decent uh, uh, transition through this. You know, it's interesting this week, the Las Vegas Raiders actually ha- have a, a massive amount of players who are COVID inactive right now. And, and it'll, 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 it'll impact games. So it, it has had its impact, but uh, for the most part, the NFL's done a good job with it. They've, they have a contingency that if they're not able to get all the games, that they'll change the playoffs, which, which is exciting. But right now we're pretty much halfway through the season. And I was counting the other day, and there, there are 22 of the 32 teams that legitimately have a shot at making the playoffs. And I think that's the exciting thing about the NFL is it's very competitive a lot of teams stay in it up until you know maybe the last week or or the second to last week of the, of the season so you you have this you have this you know opportunity to have a lot of good games every week you know you're not seeing a bunch of dud teams play each other where there's no chance of winning so you're going to get a competitive game you're going to you're going to be highly entertained and it's it's uh it's, it's something I think the NFL does. It probably is good, if not better, than any of the professional sports leagues. Then the other thing that's really jumped out at me this season is, and of course they've changed the rules. It's a different league than it used to be. It's meant to protect the safety of players, but it's, it's increased uh, the profile of quarterbacks. And, and you're seeing a little bit of the college game play into the NFL right now. So you've got these dual threat quarterbacks running spread type offenses with some of the, the schemes that, uh, that they, they use in the spread offense. And you, and you see a lot of these guys who were very successful in college, making that transition to the NFL. There's a, there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the league right now a position that kind of became more relevant is the tight end position, that hybrid tight end, that Travis Kelsey type of hybrid tight end that uh, creates a mismatch for teams. Uh, but these quarterbacks are, are, are really exploding and, and it's kind of fun to watch. And you, you know, there's two Tagovailoa in Miami. A lot of people are like, wow, you know, you're, you're winning. And now all of a sudden you put this rookie in and, and he's done well. And so is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow at, uh, at the Bengals. And, and these are three of the four quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And you're seeing early success. Of course, Jordan Love, who played at Utah State and uh, hasn't seen the field yet, and, but he will uh, eventually. And, and so this, these young quarterbacks, and there's just, you know, Kyler Murray a year ago, uh, you're seeing a lot of a lot of really good quarterback play in the NFL. You're seeing a lot of a lot of points, and and that's what that's what's entertaining to people, and that's what what people like right now. And so, it's going to be a fun thing to watch as the season unfolds and to see who makes the playoffs. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the quarterback, Scott, because obviously you played the position at the highest level, but you've also been able to analyze, you know, the changing of the quarterback. You know, we're not – the quarterback position is played differently in the NFL, not only in college, but, you know, uh, professionally all these teams are playing it differently than back when you were playing in the NFL. And you've got – I look at a guy like Lamar Jackson. I wanted to ask you about him because it seems like, you know, last year he was the MVP – and this year, I don't know what it is. Is it is it Lamar's getting figured out by defenses? They've had film to watch all offseason. These coaches have been able to prepare for what he's presented. Because I mean, the Ravens they're still they're still doing well. They have a good record, but it doesn't seem like Lamar's popping off the screen like he did a season ago. Yeah, I mean, people catch up to you, and they catch up to new philosophies, and and you always see a, a new trend happening in the NFL, whether it's a a new defense or a new offensive philosophy or scheme. And, and, and people, people tend to lag behind it a little bit, but they sit in the off season in a dark room for hours upon hours, watching and studying and, and learning about how, you know, how to defend against it. And, and I'm sh- sure they've done that against Lamar and he's a great player, but ultimately what happens in the NFL, and I know everyone is in love with dual threat quarterbacks, but the guys who last, the guys who stay, are the ones who can make throws. And when, because teams are teams are going to look at Lamar Jackson, for example, and they're going to say, okay, he probably the strength of his entire game is running. He's a good thrower, but his his strength, the thing he's most comfortable with, is running. So we're going to take away the thing that he is most comfortable with, and take our chances. And make him make him beat us throwing throwing the football. We're gonna we're gonna force him to stay in the pocket and beat us throwing. The other thing that happens with these guys, and so it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for for Lamar, and 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 ultimately, does he have the skill set to make all the throws and make them by, you know, there's their defenses will take certain things away, and they're good. I mean, these NFL defenses are really good. They can't take everything away, but they're, they're going to force you to, to do the thing that you like the least. And if you're not capable of doing that, then you ultimately don't last. So you see a lot of these guys like the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees's and the Ben Roethlisberger's and, uh, and, and the Russell Wilson. These guys have been able to adapt to what defenses are, are forcing them to do. They have the talent and the skill set to, to do that, or, or they develop it. You know, Steve Young, a long, long time ago, developed into being a guy who could stand in the pocket and throw the football. And that wasn't his nature in the beginning. And so you, you just get a lot, of, a lot of guys that might have this quick success. But if they're going to have lasting success in the NFL, I don't care who they are, they ultimately have to be able to consistently and efficiently throw a football and make all the throws that you're going to have to make to be an NFL everyday starting quarterback. Speaking of starting quarterbacks, you've, you've got the situation. You mentioned Drew Brees' name there. Drew Brees suffered a you know, pretty significant injury, uh, broken ribs and a collapsed lung last Sunday. And now the Saints, you know, they're looking at Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill coming up this week. And I just I want to get your feedback on this situation here in New Orleans, uh, Scott, because – 
Earlier in the offseason, Sean Payton came out, said Taysom Hill has earned the opportunity to be the number one or the number two quarterback, the backup, the primary backup to Drew Brees. And you've seen him be able to play, you know, multiple positions like he has in past seasons where he's been at tight end, running back. He's even been at quarterback, taking direct snaps or throwing the ball as well. I think he's four for five on the season throwing the ball. But you've, you've seen now Jameis Winston has come in the last two weeks in relief of Drew Brees. And uh, I just I want to get your feedback on, do you think that Taysom Hill is really the number two quarterback in New Orleans, or is it Jameis Winston's number two job and he's going to be the one to start here for Drew Brees as he recovers from this injury? Well, I sure hope uh, it's Taysom because I, I, think, I think I would love to see what he can do and what he's capable of when he's had time to prepare and he's been given an opportunity to play more than just a few snaps offensively. Taysom Hill is a talent. Where he ultimately ends up is, is yet to be seen. And, and a lot of that is because everyone knows he's a great athlete. Everyone knows he's a great runner. But, but people don't know that he's a great passer. And if you're going to be with a coach and learn how to be a, a thrower in the NFL, I mean, there's probably not a better guy than Sean Payton. But throwing the ball consistently and accurately for Taysom Hill, that's been the bugaboo for him in the past. And, and he certainly, in my opinion, has gotten a lot better at it. And he could get a whole lot better at it the more reps he has, the more opportunity that he has. But, but I, I, would love, I would love to see what Taysom Hill could possibly do just because he's such a tremendous threat and athlete. And he may be a guy early on in his career when he gets in there that, that he's electrifying and, and he sparks the offense, but it'll, it'll be in a different way than, than Drew Brees. And, and I wouldn't expect the team to – to, to have the offense be similar to when Drew Brees is in there because they're just two very different types of players. It's like the 49ers were different when Joe Montana was there versus uh, Steve Young, and it's kind of the – it's a similar type of, of situation, uh, no doubt. But, if, if again, if, if Taysom wants to be that long-term guy, then he's, he, he, like I said earlier, is going to have to be a guy that, that actually throws the ball accurately. And, I, I really I would love I would just I would love to see Taysom and what he what he can potentially do and they paid him all this money and they certainly didn't do that for him to just just go in and, and play a couple of plays and I, I think they they like what they've seen with him as a quarterback and feel that uh, you know he's he's probably in a position he's ready to be able to to get significant snaps at quarterback during the season so this is exciting. I, I'm pretty sure he's actually going to be playing this week. So, so we'll get a chance to see Taysom Hill and his debut as a full-time quarterback. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Scott, because this is really the opportunity where you have that Drew Brees blanket, you know, throughout the rest of the season. Hopefully he's, you know, ready by the playoffs and they're able to make a run with him throughout the postseason because it seems like, you know, it's probably Drew Brees' last season. And so this is your opportunity to really get a good look at Taysom Hill, whether or not, you think he's the quarterback of the future there for the Saints. But we're joined by Scott Mitchell, host of KSL Unrivaled, a former NFL quarterback, former Utah great. You can follow him on Twitter, at 19ScottMitchell. Scott, I wanted to ask you about a few of these other locals in the NFL. Obviously, your alma mater, the Utah Utes, they've got a number of guys, nearly 30 players in the NFL from the University of Utah now. But we've, we've seen this draft class, of the youth rookies, you know, just really take off. A number of them were selected with high draft picks in the 2020 NFL draft, and they've really performed well to start their rookie seasons. You've got 
guys like Zach Moss, uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, Julian Blackman with the Colts. Who has been the most impressive uh, rookie from the University of Utah for you this season? Yeah, they, they really uh, – a lot of players got drafted and a lot of them are, are playing and having an impact. Uh, the guy who probably is the biggest surprise, though, is Julian Blackman simply because he was injured at the end of last season and actually was drafted quite high and came in and has made an immediate impact uh, for the Colts and has had some big, big interceptions late in games that have won and sealed victories for the team. But as a guy that's just, just been a great performer, and it's, it's a fascinating um, progression watching with him, you know, so closely as I did last year, where he w- made the transition from being a corner to a safety. And that transition early on looked a little shaky. He had a really, really rough game against USC and some very talented receivers there. But then you saw him just every week. He got better and better and better, and, and he got really good. By, by the end of the season and you could see that he was very comfortable and, and that, uh, that safety was a very, very fitting position for him to play. And then, and then having kind of the fluky injury that he had the PAC 12 championship and to come back from that. And then, and then without really no preseason and start and have such an impact. I mean, I, I don't even know if it's even close to his, you know, who, who's been the biggest surprise because he, he truly remarkable what he's done. Yeah, no, it, it's really, as a Colts fan, Scott, I'm really excited to see what Julian Blackman has done because they were planning on bringing him along pretty slowly because they had a guy like Malik Hooker uh, who ended up suffering an injury early in the season. And so he wasn't really expected to be that guy, but once he was thrust into the starting lineup, he's really just blossomed and become a guy who's a candidate for NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's been impressive to see what he's been able to do in Indi- in Indianapolis this season. Another uh, local from the U- University of Utah that I wanted to ask you about is Alex Smith, obviously former quarterback for the Utes, now with the Washington football team. But we all know Alex's story. It's been a theme throughout this season on the podcast here on the Yards After College podcast and on kslsports.com. But we've talked about Alex Smith and, you know, just the fact that he was able to make the active roster for Washington was impressive. But now he's been able to step into multiple games and then he received his first start last week. He ended up throwing the ball 55 times, Scott, in his first start and nearly 300 or uh, for 390 yards. Uh, no touchdowns there, but uh, kind of has led Washington to, you know, comebacks where they've ended up losing the games. But the last two weeks, he's been impressive late in these games leading the Washington offense. What have you made of just Alex Smith's story as a whole, but what you've seen out of him the last couple of weeks? I'm sure in the back of Alex Smith's mind, you know, he, he questioned whether he could still play with uh, the devastating injury that he had and the subsequent uh, complications, a lot of them life-threatening, uh, some of them, you know, losing his leg. I mean, it's just a story in and of itself. The fact that he's come back has been remarkable. And I, I, I'm sure, though, he was just like, uh, you know, I don't know if I can still do this or I don't know if I can do this. And, and it just feels like he's – in his mind realized, okay, you know, I can, I can, I can play, I can play at a high level still, but I have to believe that what he's been through has kind of hardened him in a, in a good way. You know, it's, it's been more of a refinement. It's possibly made him a tougher, grittier, not that he wasn't before, uh, 
but it, it, it's probably taken that to a new level for him to know what he can bounce back from and to give him a toughness that um, that's beyond, you know, what he had before. And, and so I, I think it can only help him as he moves forward. You know, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a long process to, okay, I, I made the roster. I got in, I, I can, I know I can take a hit. I can play to now starting. And then it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he can do as he gets more and more reps and more and more opportunities to prepare just where his game is and that, that it could be even better than it was before he was actually injured. Scott, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is you, you've got a perspective that's unlike anyone else. Uh, obviously, you've had great success throughout you know, your football career, but you've also had some ups and downs off the field. And we're, this month at kslsports.com, we're talking about healthy mind matters. We're talking about mental health, uh, kind of kicking the stigma that you know, people can't talk about. Uh, mental health uh, problems, bringing awareness to those issues and, uh, you know, creating conversation around stories in athletics about, you know, opening up the conversation around mental health and uh, creating kind of a safe space here where we can talk openly. And, you know, it's not something that we can shy away from. Um, Like, you know, I feel like it's just been a problem, especially, you know, when you look at sports, it's, you know, people want to be tough and, you know, uh, you, you think about football, especially, you've seen, you know, throughout your playing career where you, you didn't want to go onto the sidelines if you had an injury because, you know, you may lose your spot or you're not going to get back in the game. It could be a, a potential, you know, roster move if, if you don't play. All of those things kind of go into it. But I wanted to have you on because you have a perspective as a quarterback, uh, unlike any other position in football, where you're a leader of an offense, you're having to kind of shoulder the weight of a team. And you've been, you know, the face of a team at the University of Utah, you've been the face of an NFL franchise. And what is it like as a quarterback? What have you gone through on a personal level, you know, to try and overcome mental health and, you know, the stigma of, you know, there's so much pressure on these quarterbacks these days, right? And even in your playing career what was it like you know shouldering the weight of a fan base and kind of working through that and kind of I'm sure it felt like you were alone at times so uh, there's a lot that you've uh, brought up there let me see if I can uh, I like I like my loaded questions here Scott there's a well, yeah there, there's a lot of question in there first of all I did grow up in a culture where you never showed weakness I mean like and you were afraid to show weakness so injury anything you know, any, any kind of emotional, mental issues, it was like you tuck them back in a corner and you press forward. Uh, la- later on in life, and fortunately later on in life, I found that uh, that was the biggest joke in the world and that actually showing that you're vulnerable and being, you know, being willing to be vulnerable is how you improve and how you improve your mental health, how you improve your physical health, how you improve, period. And just saying, look, I, I can't do this all by myself. There are things that are challenging. There are more than I can, I can handle and I can, I can deal with. I, I actually did meet um, with a, a psychologist when I, when I played. Uh, there were things that I instinctively just learned um, that were really good and really healthy things. And, and uh, uh, the, your mind when you play football is about 100% of it. <laughs> it really is. It's like, 
it's it's such a mind game and and being able to manage your your thought process being able to manage your brain and 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 realizing that it was such a critical part of any success you had on the field was paramount so even though it was a a tough don't show anything culture things that done behind scenes that were very hush hush very you, you didn't let people know uh, but you did you did manage them and and today I'd be happy to <clears throat> share you know anything that that I you know I struggled with or I went through because I've I've recognized that, that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay not to be perfect it's okay to to have challenges because because really when you have that openness there's there's where you can can improve and that that's really the biggest thing that. Um, that I I really learned and uh, Alex Carey, my co-host on KSL's Unrivaled, asked me this question last night. He says, "You know, if you could go back and talk to yourself uh, and and say one thing as a as a player um, back when you when you started, what would you say, knowing what you know now from from back then?" And and it was really kind of an easy answer for me in that. Uh, this is just sports, Kyle. This is entertainment. This is fun. This isn't, this isn't like life or death. And we, and we make it out to be that way. I know when I played, I was like, this is the most important thing going on in the entire world. And cause I was so consumed by that world. And, and, and I would tell myself simply enjoy this more, have more fun and and don't take yourself so seriously about all of this because a lot of a lot of when i when i was overwhelmed by the pressure of all of it was when i was taking it too serious and i and i i didn't i didn't give myself an opportunity to smell the roses per se to laugh a little bit and to just kind of let my personality out more i was i was pretty buttoned up when i when i played and i I wish that I was played a little bit more carefree. No, that's great advice. And, and that's one of the reasons I, you're all over the place, Scott. You're doing all sorts of things. You've got KSL's Unrivaled. You've got stuff at kslsports.com, uh, you know, Utah football games. But you've also got your Helmets Off podcast where you kind of talk about these candid conversations. And, you know, uh, for people that want to get more on that, be sure to check out the Helmets Off podcast. Subscribe because uh, Scott on a weekly basis is, you know, presenting stories like that. And uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of, you know, go to a throwback uh, to you is uh, you had an experience on uh, the reality TV show, The Biggest Loser. Uh, Obviously, multiple seasons of that where people have just kind of really transformed not only their body, but it's a it's a mind thing as well. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about your experience on that show? And not just the physical part of it, but you know, the mental hurdles of getting yourself to that show and then what it's done for you since then? So to start with, it is a reality TV game show. <laughs> so, um, but of all of the reality TV shows, it's, it's, it was, was actually very real. I had a tremendous experience. It was wonderful. But it, it was part of facing something that's, uh, that's hard to talk about and hard to deal with. And after I retired, I gained quite a bit of weight. And, and, and of course, that's an embarrassing thing. And you're this former professional athlete and you put, you know, your quarterback and all this stuff. And, 
and you know how dare you gain weight kind of kind of thing and and I did and and it was just it's just been a hard thing for me to to battle through and so going on that show in front of millions of people and and kind of being like I said earlier being vulnerable and being willing to kind of surrender to something other than yourself was a very empowering thing for me and a great lesson to uh to learn and so uh, just that and having that experience was wonderful on the show. But I also was having other experiences that weren't even a part of the show. And, and uh, just, uh, I had had my, my dad had passed away uh, a few, few months before I actually auditioned for the show. And he died from being overweight and from complications from diabetes. And, and uh, so I had this real, um, personal and a, a very touching experience kind of uh, making peace with with my dad dying and and making peace with my life and moving forward in a lot of ways and so being on the show I was kind of having these two experiences that were going parallel one was one was a fake reality tv show and the other one was my real life and and having it uh, happen in the, in this in the same time was was really quite remarkable and, and, uh, and a very cherished moment for me in my life. Um, you know, the, the Biggest Loser gets a rap, a bad rap for, you know, the, um, it's not a healthy way to lose weight and, and there's, there's been all these kind of uh, questions about it. But if I, if I was ever to go back and do it again, I'd, I'd do it in a second. Wonderful people, wonderful experience and uh, just, just enjoyed every, every moment. And I, I've, met some lifelong friends and some some new people in my life from it that I'm really grateful to have in my life so it was just it was it was pretty cool thanks for sharing that Scott I appreciate that uh you can join the conversation using the hashtag healthy mind matters uh we're focusing on healthy minds and you know kicking the stigma that you can't talk about mental health and you know have these types of conversations even in even in sports and athletics it's okay to you know, talk about these things because we're all humans at the end of the day. We all have struggles and problems. I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us, Scott. Uh, be sure to check out more of that at uh, kslsports.com and the KSL Sports app. But last thing before I set you loose, Scott, and I appreciate you joining the program today. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the University of Utah. You've got the Utes playing the Trojans, like we mentioned earlier this weekend. Hopefully that game kicks off on Saturday. Give me your quick thoughts on the University of Utah football team going into the season and give us one NFL prospect to look out for. Well, this, this season's just a gift. Whatever, whatever happens, because uh, it, it, it doesn't count. Uh, this is a young football team that's a lot of new faces. So I've, I've just looked at it as, as kind of a glorified spring, spring football practice. And any games that, uh, the, the, that Utah gets to play, they're just a bonus the game game experience is really the only way to learn. And so you get all these young players who are going to get a chance to develop, get a lot of reps, a lot of practice reps, a lot of game reps and not have it really count. And then, and then really go into next season and, and really make, make a statement. I think, I think Utah's in a, in a great position. So they, so really the team can't lose. And if, if the team goes into the season and does well and, wins a Pac-12 championship, I mean, that's just bonus. But, but really, this is, this is just a great opportunity to develop uh, this team and a young team. Most of it will come back next year. And, and so that, that's, that's really exciting. Um, 
You know, I, I think uh, as far as pro prospects, I'll tell you a guy that uh, I, I th- you know, is he the best pro? Well, I know the best pro prospect is probably Brant Keithy, tight end. And he fits the mold of the modern day tight end in the NFL. And, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of year he has this year because he, he could be a really special player, not only here at Utah, but also in the NFL. But I'm also, I'm also curious about Britton Covey. You know, what, what can he bounce back? Because he was electrifying his freshman year. And there's a place for a, a player of his type in the NFL. And they're, the way the, these offenses are and, and, and a lot of these, you know, I think of a Julian Edelman type of receiver, you know, who's a little bit on the smaller side, but, but uh, quick. And, and that's, that's certainly what Britton Covey is. So, it, I don't know. He, he just kind of jumped off the screen at me. He's the host of KSL's Unrivaled with Alex Curie. You can hear him every weekday from 7 to 9 on KSL News Radio and online at uh, kslsports.com. Uh, be sure to check out the podcast. Also, Helmets Off with Scott Mitchell. Uh, follow him on Twitter at 19ScottMitchell. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you joining the podcast today. You're welcome. Thanks, Scott. Welcome back to the Yards After College podcast brought to you by kslsports.com. My thanks again to KSL's unrivaled co-host Scott Mitchell for joining the program today. Happy to be able to not only discuss the NFL season and our locals in the NFL with Scott and get his perspective on it, but also talk about mental health with him. You know, he's been through a lot as a former NFL quarterback, also, you know, a participant on The Biggest Loser. So really great perspective on healthy mind matters from Scott Mitchell. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to go over some games of the week. Now, one of the games here has a divisional matchup, and I think it's going to play big into not only the playoff picture for one of these teams, because I think the other team we're going to see in the postseason no matter what at this point, but I I think one of these other games is just an exciting matchup, and I also think that because one of my favorite teams uh, is playing in the game in the Indianapolis Colts. They're hosting the Green Bay Packers. On Sunday at 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time, the Colts are 6-3 and three on the season. The Green Bay Packers come into Indianapolis with a 7-2 and two record. Green Bay is 4-1 and one on the road this season, and the Colts are 3-1 and one at home. So, pretty good matchup there. Aaron Rodgers, really fun to watch this season with Devontae Adams has just been a beast for them this season. So, pretty fun connection with those two players. And there's a little smack talk from uh, one of the Colts linebackers, Darius Leonard, who took a little bit of an offense to Aaron Rodgers calling Fred Warner, a former BYU linebacker now with the 49ers, the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Uh, Darius Leonard didn't like that too much, so we'll see if that plays out on Sunday, if uh, Darius Leonard can show Aaron Rodgers why he thinks he's a little bit better than Fred Warner. So keep an eye on that matchup. And then the second game of the week is actually going to be Sunday Night Football's matchup. You can catch this game at 6.20 p.m. Mountain Time on KSL TV. It is a divisional matchup. It's the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Las Vegas actually beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. The Chiefs come into the game with an 8-1 record, and the Raiders are 6-3 on the season. Uh, Chiefs haven't lost a game on the road yet this season, and the Raiders are 2-2 at home. So, should be an interesting matchup. Uh, Obviously, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's just spectacular. But the Raiders, they've been playing well this season. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Las Vegas can pick up the sweep in this series. 
or if Kansas City can kind of get some revenge from that earlier uh, loss this season to the Raiders. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button on the podcast. And be sure to give us a rating and review. It really helps us out, uh, helps other people who are interested, not only in these local players in the state of Utah, but in the NFL as a whole, be able to find this podcast and enjoy it as well. You can also find my articles that I write at kslsports.com and on the KSL Sports app. You can download that app on the Google Play Store and on the Apple App Store on your iPhone or iPad. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Yards After College podcast powered by kslsports.com. We'll be back again next week. Until then, enjoy football. Thank you.